This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Better you bet on the BetQL network. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you. I think I did. I got it. I probably got it that time, right? That was great. Early enough. That was right. That was right on the nose. Yeah. I kind of like don't and like you. that. That, that yeah. like we're on like this delay. I kind of don't like that. I like to like nail the music because then like on Friday, like I love doing like the first we dance during locomotive but I, am i not hitting it on the mark when like people listen to it in the podcast not even no close. chance yeah well not even close what about by that you mean level like two seconds off yeah like a second or two seconds yeah that's, that's it's actually that's actually like very frustrating to me like i actually wish like i didn't know that I okay guess, like, well that well, ignorance plan accordingly you could say like but now we dance early in the song and then it just comes up for the part that you want to dance on yeah i guess I guess I want, I want the locomotive is, uh, yeah, that's the locomotive still runs. It's on time no matter what, whether you're dancing or not. So you can do whatever you want. Uh, I want to hit the post if possible. I like to hit the post. Okay. Uh, great final hour of the show on the way. Bets of steel coming up in 40 minutes oh, or hockey yes. bets for tonight. Oh yeah. <laughs> like the never been more excited for an end of show segment in the history of this show than this segment this week. <laughs> it's just like it's every gonna day. Be... It's going to be awesome. We'll also give you our bets for game two of the NLCS with the Phillies and the Diamondbacks. Uh, the spoiler alert, um, does anyone like Arizona? Probably not in the game. I certainly don't. I'm, I'm done betting on the Diamondbacks in this series. Hopefully they win the series for some of my futures. I'm not optimistic. Uh, Jason Sobel, 20 minutes from now, Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio, giving us bets for the Zozo in Japan. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Golf bets. I, how about this? I'm going to win this. I'm, I'm going to have the winning golfer this week. I will call your shot in golf bets tomorrow. Oh, I'm going to call. Oh, hell yeah. I'm calling my shot tomorrow. So the three of and us will the field, all call half our the field's shots Asian. tomorrow. When 70 yeah. of the golfers are Asian, I, I like your odds. Yeah. Oh, oh, baby. I can't wait for it coming up tomorrow on a uh, magnificent, uh, wonderful Golf Wednesday. Three words that start with, uh, with G. Um, but for now. We continue on with our handicap of Week 7 in the NFL, and we'll give you the games that we've already bet for Week 7 in the National Football League. Jake, bring the music back up here. Just on Dolphins and Eagles. I love your thought on the over of the game. I should think like the total should maybe be like a couple points higher. So I'm with you on the over. As far as the side goes, I, 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 I kind of can't shake this feeling that I have, and it's not like there's no reporting on this. I don't have any sources. This is just my personal opinion here. I don't think Jalen Hurts is fully healthy. Um... 
he's played games that haven't been great before. Have we seen him play like it? Like like the inner, it was so uncharacteristic of him. Like some of the decisions that he made, some like the throws that he made. I feel like he's not right physically. Now I could be wrong about that, and he could go for four hundred passing yards and a run for a hundred yards and have five touchdowns. And you know, Wednesday through Friday, no reporting on a Jalen Hurts injury, and I may be willing to change my tune. But if like start to hear whispers that may, maybe something's up with Hurts. I think the Dolphins are probably just going to win. Um, so I got nothing on this game right now. Uh, I'm not as bullish as you can on the Eagles, but I think you make a really good case for Philadelphia. But I do think you made an awesome case for the over. And also, I know you said it's kind of like the same thing. But just like if, if people out there think, hey, maybe the Miami offense, is if it steps up in class against like a defense like this on the road, maybe they don't perform as well. And you don't want to bet the over for the game. Ken, I don't know how you listened to what you said and not like the Eagles team total over 27 and a half with the handicap that you just gave in the last segment, honestly. Yeah, it's just, it's red zone efficiency is going to be the tale of whether I had, they're going to get in, they're going to have red zone opportunities in the game almost. Well, I mean, there's, it's a certainty that they will have a lot of them. You know, the red zone offense is 23rd right now in the NFL. And there's a chance that it shows up in the, it's just, the thing is, is like, okay, but you also have to play like, a defense that can stop anyone like cool like the the eagles we've talked about this with the eagles before and i actually think it applies to this game too the reason why you would be worried about them in a postseason setting is like the new coordinators and the game plan and adjustments and those are things like against like a big time opponent in a playoff spot like you play san francisco in the nfc championship game like you probably have to have a great game plan. You probably have to make great adjustments. Your coaches have to be really good, probably, to have some idea how to how to navigate that game and win it. Maybe you're just more talented, but like against San Francisco, you're probably not. Super Bowl against Kansas City, if you get a rematch, same thing. And like, I don't think that's what this is. Miami's defense is a sieve. Like that's this isn't a playoff. This isn't a playoff defense. This isn't a 500 team defense. Their offense is just so otherworldly good that it hasn't mattered. But like, I don't know how you shake like. We all watched the Chargers game week one. We all watched the Bills game. I just like, aside from like luck and like fumble luck and random bounces, like tell me how the Eagles offense isn't doing what those two teams did. Like, tell me how that's not happening. So I just, and if that's the case and it's like, well, Miami's going to do the same thing. Like, are they? That's not what Buffalo was. Like, are they definitely going to do that? Is is Tua going to be under a ton of pressure in this game from the Eagles defensive front? Maybe. That really, like, affected him against Buffalo with some of the plays. So, like, okay. Like, maybe. Maybe. And we injury report's going to be a lot. Like, are the Eagles getting anyone back? Is Lane Johnson definitely out? Ankle sprain seems like, I think, like, more closer to not playing than playing. But, like, we'll see. I just, okay, like, there are ways the Eagles are a weaker team. I just, like, why is this different than the Chargers game and the Bills game? It's like, I, the Eagles offense is at least that competent in this kind of a game to be able to score that many points. All right, let's do a couple of minutes on the Niners and Vikings, and then we'll do the games we've already bet week seven in the NFL. So Monday Night Football coming up in Minnesota. San Francisco in between a six-and-a-half and a, a seven-point road favorite. Total in the game is 44. Vikings coming off the win against Tyson Bajent and the Chicago Bears. Niners coming off their first loss of the season at P.J. Walker. I can't believe these are like... Think about the two sentences I just uttered in succession right. there. P.J. <laughs> Walker and, and the and the Cleveland Browns. Obviously, injury stuff up in the air for San Francisco. None bigger than Christian McCaffrey. Oblique injury. I, I think he's like 50-50 to play at this point. That We'll see about Debo. Looks like he's going to play. We'll see about Trent Williams. So some injury stuff that we have to figure out, Ken, with the 49ers here. Pen, pencil, blood, or blank. Niners and Vikings on Monday night. 
And, and just worth noting, a player who they didn't have against the Browns from the jump and knew they didn't, Dre Greenlaw didn't play in that game either. So he and Warner together make like a really good linebacking tandem. Like, I, you know, just there's a, there's a lot going on from the Niners injury standpoint. This was uh, this was a really interesting opener. So I was texting with somebody uh, or maybe DMing, whatever. I was talking to somebody on Monday morning and they were like, is there anything you'd bet right now? Just because you think we trade information on sometimes he bets for me on some stuff. He's like, is there anything you'd bet right now? Just thinking it's going to move. Not that you like think that's going to happen in the game or you think this team's going to win. Just like, what do you think's not going to be there? And I go, the, the first thing I said, I think, was a couple of the unders in the quarterback games. Like I was like, the Raiders unders probably going down. I think like Lawrence hadn't come out yet, but there were like a couple of things. I was like some unders. And he goes like, well, what about spreads? And I go, the Niners sevens are never lasting. Like the Viking sevens rather are never lasting. Like that number is coming off seven. Like it just is. There'll be some skepticism about who's going to play for San Francisco. It's a key number with a home team that got a ton of credit against Kansas City. And I know Jefferson played in that game, but like that's how people think about Minnesota, I think, as like a team that you want to play on in the close games, even if they're hurt. And I go, that does, that's not what I think is going to happen in the game. I just think that number is like definitely moving and came off seven. So like, oh, like you were right. Be like, well, why didn't you bet it? Because I think they're going to get flattened. <laughs> like, that's what, like, why would I? Now, do I want to bet six and a half on the road not knowing injuries? No, of course not. Do I want to tease not knowing injuries? No, of course not. I mean, there's a massive difference between these teams. I mean, like an unbelievable difference. So, like, this will be a really interesting test of the Vikings theory. And the Vikings theory is that every single game they play turns into a one-possession game. They played, what, six games this year? They played six one-possession games. Doesn't matter. Good team, bad team, terrible team, best team in the league, doesn't matter. One possession game. Can the can they do that to San Francisco? And how the hell do they do it? <laughs> like, I, I don't even know. I don't even know. The, like, I, I have visions of McCaffrey for a billion yards if he plays, and if he doesn't, somebody else for a billion yards. Um, I just, I think the number is at least right. Uh, I would only bet San Francisco in these markets better injury report later in the week, maybe find ways to play them, but it will be an interesting test of this Vikings close game theory that everybody has. Yeah, I think uh, I think the theory will prove to be bankrupt after this week, is my guess. Uh, I agree with have you to just on... You know, like it, sure. they just play close games against everybody. I don't know. I just don't know how they're doing. I don't know how they're getting it here. Yeah. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm wrong a lot. I could definitely be wrong about this. Just like conceptualize how the game is going to be played on the field. I have a couple of questions. Question, num question number one. How are, how are the Vikings going to score? Question number two. How are the Niners not scoring 30? Now, maybe like McCaffrey doesn't play and Debo doesn't play and Trent Williams doesn't play. It's like, I'm not making the bet now. But we got a good injury report for San Francisco. I, I, think, I think seven and a half I wouldn't bet. I'd lay seven with San Francisco if I knew everyone was playing in the game. And, I, and I'll bet against the theory. Which, by the way, we've talked about a lot on the show also with Minnesota. I bet the Vikings against the Chiefs. It's not like I'm like anti-Minnesota. I just year. We, we were the captains of, like, tease Minnesota over a possession in every game you just win. Like, we like we basically invented that last year. And it's held true this year. They've literally played every game to one possession. I don't like it in this game against this team, against this opponent, without Justin Jefferson. I think San Francisco is going to annihilate them in the game. Uh, and I'll lay seven if I have to coming up later in the week. But I want to get I want to get some injury information here. Uh, seven yeah, so and I, a half, I think, I'd be like maybe Minnesota, but like six and a half, seven only San Francisco. So I think you're like you're lay San Francisco, like not no matter what, but like big that like that's a really confident bet. I'm kind of more like I would never bet Minnesota. 
do I want to bet San Francisco? What injury report do I need to make the bet? What number do I need to make the bet? Like, do I just want, if everybody plays, do I want to just tease them? Because like, maybe the Vikings can like create a close game like they've done. So I, we're sort of, we're both on the same side of this. I feel like this is, this sounds like the thing that you're the most confident in, like of any game that we've talked about from a, from a side standpoint, I guess Denver would be the other one today that you were really confident in. Would that be safe in saying like on the entire board, Denver, San Francisco, provided you get the injury report that you want? I think, um, I well, if Lawrence is going to play Jacksonville, I love. Oh, sure. Uh, and I and I love Seattle. I actually think Denver is probably fourth on that list, but but is on the list oh, wow. of the four. It's quite a depth chart. Yeah, because I, I think people remember I how bullish you were on on Denver. It just means you have a lot of stuff that you like this week, which is good. So I, and I don't I don't Jaguars, have as many sides, so I like. Yeah. Jaguars, Seahawks, Niners, Broncos. I think are the four that Lions. I like the most. Oh, and I love the Lions too. Yeah, those are my five big for week my for you. MGM board. Of Busy tomorrow. week. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. It's a big love week. It. That's well, really and good. I, and, I, uh, and I, I don't think I've, I don't think I've, I, I don't think I've bet anything yet of these. Well, no, I bet the Jaguars today. Just. Well, do you to do you want to do that segment here real quick? Because we like literally won't have yeah. time to do it on the other side. Why don't we do that? Uh, right go here? ahead, Jake. Uh, Jake, the games we've already bet the sitcom music. All right, coming up at the conclusion of whatever. Uh, Ken, what are the games you've already bet for week seven in the NFL? <laughs> uh, not not that much in the account yet, um, but like a lot, a lot going on from a uh, from a going to bet standpoint and just like want to see how the market goes. So uh, Thursday night, if Lawrence is going to play, and that seems possible, I still love the under, but I can probably get a better number once he plays. Uh, otherwise, I'm going to try to snap up like 39, 39 and a half if he's out. Going to play the under in the game no matter what. Maybe Jacksonville like the under even more, honestly, in a Saints game. Um, trying to talk myself into playing Tampa at less than three, but haven't done it yet. Vegas Bears, uh, I think there's like no bottom to how low the total should be. Uh, I like the under, like not sure when to bet it, but... I'm not even sure if I'm going to if it gets that low, but like would only bet the under in the game. Um, Browns, Colts. We haven't talked about this game. Oh, like do we want to play another Steichen over? Let's get an injury report later in the week with Watson. Uh, might bet the under in the game. Like my projection really, really liked the under with cut uh, the Browns defense against Gardner Minshew. Like I just are the Colts scoring in the game would be a good question to ask. Uh, gonna start to really like the Lions if the weather stays bad. Like the under in the game, whether it's rain or shine like the under in that game a lot. That might be a bet I make soon because that's going to be a weather under people start playing. That literally might be a bet I make like in the next five minutes. Um, would only bet the Bills. Tease the Giants, that's it. Love the over in Arizona-Seattle. Eagles and the over in that game and the over in Packers-Broncos. Those are all going to be bets this week almost for sure. Uh, I uh, Hold on, I'm uh, okay. I just bet the under in the Lions-Ravens game. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you for for giving me the opportunity to do so. Uh, we'll go down the list here, uh, like Ken just did. Uh, Thursday night, uh, I bet Jaguars plus three. It was a number grab after the Trevor Lawrence videos emerged. If he plays in the game and it's like Saints minus one or Jags minus one, I like Jacksonville. Raiders and Bears, like not nothing for now. I need to think a little bit more about that. I agree with Ken's assessment of the Browns and the Colts. Bills and the Patriots is like, let's make sure Josh Allen's good to go and like te- tease the hell out of Buffalo if this is what the number is going to be. Commanders and Giants, I like teasing the Giants up. Also, I also think the Giants are going to win the game. But let's wait to see what the injury report looks like. Falcons and Bucks, nothing for now. I like teasing Atlanta if the number is going to stay two and a half. I'm going to bet two and a half. I'm going to bet the Lions for sure. Would like a three and a half if possible, but I'll take three. I bet the under. 
Steelers and the Rams, only considering the Steelers. Seahawks and the Cardinals, over, and I love Seattle. I think they win big. I love the Broncos against the Packers. I'm probably going to bet the Chargers, and it's going to make me sick against the Chiefs. The Dolphins and the Eagles, nothing for now, and would only bet the 49ers on Monday night on the road at the Minnesota Vikings. And those are the games we've already bet and are targeting for Week 7 in the NFL. Bets of steel and baseball bets coming up to close the show, but coming up next, golf bets, Sozo Japan with Jason Sobel. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Bring it up, Jake. In the National Hockey League. We'll also give you our bets for Game 2 of the NLCS with the Diamondbacks and the Phillies coming up 20 minutes from now in the final segment of a terrific football Tuesday here on You Better, You Bet. But before we get to the final segment, we need to spend some time talking golf in my favorite country, not named the United States of America. Of course, that is Japan, which which hosts hosts the Zozo Championship coming up this weekend in golf. Absolutely can't wait to talk about it. Can't wait to bet on this tournament. And joining us right now to break it down, one of our absolute favorites here on You Better You Bet. You love him from Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio, and you also love him from the Action Network, where you read all his written breakdowns of the golf tournaments and get his bets on the Action Network app. Of course, that is our friend Jason Sobel. Jason on Twitter at Jason Sobel, T-A-N. Nice enough to take some time out of his Tuesday again to join us here on You Better You Bet. Jason, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. Happy Zozo Week. Happy Zozo Week, boys. I appreciate you having <laughs> me on. As always, Nick, I'm going to hijack the beginning of the segment real quickly because... Ken and I have not talked about this, but I want everyone to know that we are in the same college football pool every week. We are. And there are 35 people, a lot of names you might know. I won't give up anyone else. I hope I'm not giving up Ken. I hope your employers know that uh, you like to throw a couple of bucks on some I think, football games. I think they're okay with it. Okay. I want to make sure I wasn't getting you in trouble. Oh, wait, wait. Uh, but whoa, Ken, whoa, right now, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on a second. Ken, <laughs> yes. you, Ken, you bet on football? No, I, I just like to throw a couple bucks in a pool now and again. Okay. You know, just nothing too crazy. Yeah. It's Jason, for please continue. Uh, Ken right now is a very, very respectable 21st out of 34 in the pool right now, which is, uh, that's a really nice place to be about halfway through the season. Myself, I, I'm a mere sixth place right now, uh, 15 mm. spots ahead of him. All I'm saying right now is, guys, I know I join you most Tuesdays during the PGA Tour season. If you need me for a Thursday or Friday getting people ready for the weekend and the <laughs> nice. college football games, I'm here for you. That's all I'm saying. Yes. Uh, so uh, Sobel miss instead of Lockmas on the uh, every day of the week doing college football stuff. To be fair, I did win an individual week 
of the pool, which pays for the yep. cost of the pool for the year. I won. Yep. I had uh, I went nine and one a few weeks ago. It was my first weekly win. This pool has like 40, 55, 40 to 50 people in it every year. It was my first weekly win in nine years since I've won a week in that pool, which is just to have the best record in a week, like say, like going away, which is like really embarrassing for someone that bets. It's always the big games. And I like never add whatever. I always do really bad at that. And Jason's doing really good. And hope Jason, hopefully uh, best I of luck to you I, the rest of the year a, or whatever. Yeah. I haven't won a <laughs> yeah, week this year. The weeks that I've won over and I've been doing this pool for, I don't know how long we've been at 12, 15 years for as long yeah. as it's been going on. Uh, I'm pretty sure every time I've won a week, which is like once every three years, it's been chopped seven ways. Like I've never like gotten the full payout for what it takes to win a week. It's like, oh, here's a little, you know, here's some pocket change because you split it with everybody else. Uh, two things. One, Jason, really appreciate the invite to the pool. Um, second question, how are you <laughs> handicapping the Zozo? Okay, let's get to golf. Uh, yeah, I get it. I see where my, my bread is buttered here. Uh, I am, uh, I, I think this is a choose your fighter type of board, which means that, it's a limited field. You're not going to get too many good numbers on the players that you really like. It's very easy to look at the board and go, oh, Xander Shoffley, yeah, he's a good player. Colin Morikawa, like him. Ricky Fowler, Sanjay Im, Hideki Matsuyama. Yeah, I like all those guys. Guess what? You can't bet them all. They all have pretty short numbers. And so you've got to pick essentially one guy from that top tier. And my guy this week is Minwoo Lee. If you haven't watched this guy play, he plays with a little – a little panache, a little pizzazz. He, he's a fun guy to watch. He's Australian. He's a stinger off the tee. He's got a cool mustache. He's good on social media. He's becoming quickly a fan favorite. He's got a lot of power tee degree, and that's what it takes at this golf course. And he's he's a young player. He's young and he's hungry. He won last week on the Asian Tour. I have no idea why he was playing the Asian Tour, but if you're going to go play an event the week before this, go win it. He won that, didn't shoot around worse than 65 all week. And so Minwoo Lee this week is my guy from that top tier. Jason, usually when we do this and, uh, and you know, even when we give out our own bets on the show, it's always like why we like someone. It's always positive. I like this guy because of this. We don't really ever do like why I don't like this player or like why I'm down on this player. The other players in the top tier, and there's like a pretty clear delineation, right? Like Xander is a really low price. Colin Morikawa mm -hmm. is a really low price. Sungjae and Hideki are really low prices. And a lot of these guys have like top fives in this tournament. They played it really well, whatever. Why not? those guys like you can like Min Mu Lee like cool like I, I think it's a compelling case he sounds like a guy yep. that people should bet on to win why not those guys uh Xander and Colin the top two on the board I believe at uh seven to one and eleven to one plus seven hundred plus eleven hundred uh, just the win equity isn't that isn't quite there for a number that's that short in the outright marketplace look if you want to start out a DFS lineup with either one of those players absolutely go for it they're great players if you want to play them for like a very conservative top five, top 10. If you're the kind that just wants to build up a bankroll with some of those props, I'm okay with that as well. I just, I couldn't get there with the win equity from those guys at the top. Hideki Matsuyama is a full fade for me. We've seen him withdraw from tournaments. We've seen him have neck issues. Never quite know exactly where his health is these days. So I just don't want to put my investment towards a player that has so many unknown variables. So I'm I'm leaving him off to the side. Ricky Fowler, look, he should be healthy now. I mean, I, last time we saw him was the Ryder Cup, and he'd been sick throughout the week. I don't think he's going to be sick four weeks later. That said, I, I still don't quite feel it right now for Ricky. I feel like Ricky kind of put everything he had into those first eight or nine months of the season, and uh, I could see a little 
a little uh, downtick now for Ricky Fowler until he gets back out to the West Coast swing next year. And so uh, I'm left with a guy that, uh, quite honestly, I really like. And this was a number in the marketplace that opened at 22 to 1. Guess what? I really liked him at 22 to 1, better than I like him at 16 to 1, but I'm going to stick with Minwoo Lee this week. All right, so you better you bet with Nick and Ken, by the way. Terrific uh, Golf Tuesday now here on the BetQL Network. Talking the Zozo and golf this week with our pal Jason Sobel from the Action Network, Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio, on Twitter at Jason Sobel, T-A-N. All right, so Min Woo Lee, or as our, our guy Tyler Morales calls him, Win Woo. You know, Min Win Woo say. Lee uh, here yeah. for the Zozo. Once we get past Min Woo Lee, who else is on the outright card for Jason Sobel this week in Japan? Yeah, so I've got three other players that I've played so far, all in that kind of mid-tier range. Adam Shank is a guy that I came on the show last week, told you all about, trending in the right direction, some win equity with a couple of runner-up finishes, the ceiling is there, and he went out and missed the cut. But that said, guys, not all missed cuts are created equally. On Thursday, he made five birdies in Vegas, but he made six bogeys. And you just can't do that at that golf tournament, put himself behind the eight ball. On Friday, he shot a 68, and ball striking numbers were terrific. So I'm looking at those bogeys on Thursday as the outlier. And this miscut is an outlier because you got to go super low there. So that doesn't bother me too much. So I'm going to go back to Adam Shank once again. I've got some Tom Hoagie who is essentially the exact same story as Shank. Trending nicely. Ball striking looked good. Going into last week. Eh, he's a bit of a Vegas guy. So I could see him maybe having a couple of late nights at the tables. I don't know. But he finished top 10 at the Zozo last year, and so I think this is a nice place for him to get back on track. And the last one is a guy that I really am starting to like and a guy that I almost never play. Cameron Champ has three career PGA Tour wins. He is the absolute epitome of the high-ceiling, low-floor play. Like I said, he's won three times, so you know he can do it, but when he's not playing well, I mean, he's missing cuts left and right. That said, last week, he was one off the first-round lead, he held the second round lead, and he said during that, and I've got the quote here, he said, I think I have the quote here. Like I said, I have the quote that is. <laughs> there is a quote. It is eluded me. And it is here. I had the quote <laughs> right there. He's playing free-spirited right now, and he is uh, he's playing with a uh, sort of a, a more fun perspective on things, enjoying the ups and downs. I believe he's a father now for the first time, and so – he, just watching him last week, he looked like a guy that had a, a, a more positive disposition about him. He's, he's often looks like a guy that's not having fun on the golf course. That's translating to his scores, almost as if he knows he's got the talent and the skill to win out there. And when he's not winning, he's wondering why it's not happening. Now I think he's just going to let it come. And I expect it to be a big 2024. In fact, this is a short-term play on Cameron Champ for an outright play this week, but I love the long-term outlook for the entire year coming up that he's going to take a major step forward in his career. Jason, I, I'm, this tournament is, is a little different, right? Than you know, like we talked about last week or we're doing the Sanderson farms, sort of like a hybrid event, obviously taking place in Japan, but where, you know, people that bet the PGA tour, follow the PGA tour regularly every week are going to look at the, the outright market for this tournament or look at the field for this tournament. It's kind of a hybrid, right? You have a lot of players coming over from the Asian tour from a lot of the countries over there. And kind of like, there might be a lot of names where you go, hey, like, I've never heard of that guy before. Like, should I, should I bet him? How do I decide between, you know, like one Asian tour golfer and another where I, I maybe I haven't seen these guys play 
before, are there names really far down where like maybe in kind of like a home field advantage, a home course advantage, not a lot of travel involved as opposed to the Americans coming over? Maybe these guys finish in the top 20 or have like a, a big tournament for them. Are there any names, especially guys that like we wouldn't have heard of that fit that description? Ken, I feel like you read my preview this week, and this is a loaded question that you're setting me up, which is what any good radio host you're not would supposed to say that. So I appreciate Jason, tip. You're oh, not okay. supposed to say stuff like that. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Sorry. Uh, you're supposed to set yes, you up. There is, yeah. There's a there's a player that I very much like. Uh, you probably know the name. You might remember the name. You probably haven't thought about him in a very long time. But Rio Ishikawa, remember that guy? Uh, Twelve years ago, he was a 20 year old, sort of like Tom Kim is right now, uh, playing on the u.s tour playing well on the u.s tour he had a couple of runner-up finishes he had a 20th place finish at the masters he was the next young superstar i'm telling you guys the media contingent that followed him was in the dozens reporters and photographers that would just swarm him after every round his nickname was the bashful prince and based on that nickname you can kind of tell that i don't think he really liked all of that attention wound up going back to his native Japan, where he's playing on the Japan Golf Tour. He's got a family now. He's 32 years old. And by the looks of things, he's playing some really nice golf. Runner-up in his last start, top 20 in five of his last seven. Granted, it's not the same level of competition that he'll see this week. But at 350 to one, uh, you guys could be in the field. Ken and Nick, put you guys in the field. They put 350 to one next to your names. I'll sprinkle a little bit on that. So I think it's a really big number on Rio Ishikawa. If you're asking me, like, do you think he's going to win this week? No, probably not. But do you think he can win this week? Is there a 1% chance that he can win, which, uh, you know, is better than the implied odds based on the uh, on the number that he's got next to his name? Yeah, I, I think there's a 1% chance. Sure. So I'll take that shot and I'll play him at 350 to 1 this week. Jason, let's close with this. Any other bets for this tournament coming up that we have not yet discussed for our listeners and viewers, please? Yeah, so a couple other names that I, I didn't mention that if you want to get in, uh, I, again, I, I feel like it's if you're choosing one from the top tier, you really can't choose two or three or four. And so Sunjay M and Cam Davis were kind of like the next two out for me. Sunjay right around 14, 16 to one, and Cam Davis right around 20 to one right now. I like each of those guys. So again, other investments, whether it's prop plays, whether it's sticking them into your DFS lineup, I do like them. And guys, before I go, a little PSA for the people out there, because it's in Japan this week, first tee time, 7.45 p.m. Eastern time on Wednesday night. So if you're one of those procrastinators, you like to do your research, you like to listen to all the podcasts, read all the material out there, don't wait too long because... At some point, it's going to turn into a live bet because they start playing at 7.45 Eastern time, Wednesday night. And we'll be doing golf bets, our segment, earlier in the show tomorrow to get that out in podcast form so no one has to worry about, oh, what are we doing so late? We, we will make sure we get it out for you to make your bets. Uh, I would be remiss and not doing my job if I did not ask this question. What's the college football lock for the weekend, Jason, since you're the best college football handicapper on the planet? Yeah, I knew you were going to go there. I actually have, like, I've got a routine. That goes on. So I've, I've got shows Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, obviously covering golf. By the time I but get to like... unfortunately, we're running in, out of time here. So what's the bet that you like for Saturday? I have nothing. <laughs> so I, my, my answer is, I don't have it yet. It's part of my routine. When we get to Thursday, Friday, start working on college okay. football. Saturday night, I watch games. I worry about the NFL. Is, come on, it's early. We're not there can, yet. Can you, do, can you do us a favor? You actually, the answer to this question can be no. 
Can you, like, we're going to have Alex, our producer, reach out to you later in the week. I want to know what Jason Sobel's best college football bet of the week is, and we, yeah, I want to, like, say it on the show in the week. I want to, like, oh, so we do this again golf-wise, and I want to I know what it is. We can talk about it next time. Are you cool Love with that? I'll give, you, I'll give you 10 locks, whatever you need. Oh, we want one. <laughs> Just give me a number. <laughs> we'll, take, we'll take one. Uh, Jason, we appreciate it. Jason's on Twitter at Jason Sobel TA, and he's awesome. Serious XM PGA to our radio. My friend, we sincerely appreciate it. Thank you very much. Good luck with the bets. Good luck with the college football, and we'll talk to you soon here Follow on the show. Follow me for college football bets, guys. He's, he's awesome. <laughs> like, I love that. It's we great. are in the same pool. Jason. I actually for, Jason I forgot Sobel. Jason was in that pool. I actually saw that the other day. Yeah. Well, he's and, kicking and your ass. Maybe you should be paying anyway. more attention, Ken. Yeah. On the other side, our hockey bets for tonight, bets of steel, Major League Baseball, game two of the NLCS. That's it. Yeah. I, I saved you. I know. Well, I thought Did if you I go home. on the couch? I, I, no, I figured, no, I wasn't in any trouble or anything. My wife knew it was a rough, rough. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Bring it up, Jake. Jamie Eisenberg. How about Matt Moore joining us for two segments? So we'll thank him twice. Matt Moore, amazing at 5 o'clock Eastern. And then Matt Moore, amazing yet again at 5.20 p.m. Eastern time. And then our pal Jason Sobel just joined us talking the Zozo this week in golf. We appreciate our guests. Our executive producer, Alex Fasano. Technical director, Tyler Morales. Our engineer, Jake the Snake Hassan. And our video producer, God's Perfect Creation, downtown. Mike Brown. Bet MGM tonight coming up after us, a four-hour live betting extravaganza. You do not want to miss it here on the BetQL network. All right. Uh, I think we've got the imaging ready here for Bets of Steel. Ken, do you wanna do you wanna do the honors? Uh sure. For the for the first time with new imaging. I don't I don't even have to do the voice because we, we got somebody else to do it. Uh Jake, it's time for Bets of Steel. It's time for Nick and Ken's Hockey Bets. Drop the puck. It's Bets of Steel. <laughs> it's like five seconds long. Perfect. One more good day it's, for. It like, it like sounds slapped together, but in a good way. It like it's like it's got like six inside jokes in it in like ten seconds. Uh Jake, play drop the puck four times. Or or oh, or don't. <laughs> or or play it zero times. Jake's like, wait, I, I thought or, we were done with that. I thought I thought I had okay. the open. <laughs> All right. Uh, Van, my my odds board's being very weird here. Stand by. Uh, Vancouver and Philadelphia, by the way, one nothing Flyers. About five minutes to go in the first period. I bet the under would like no more goals to be scored the rest of the game. So, Ken, we will begin bets of steel now for the games that have yet to start in Montreal with the Canadiens against Mark Andre Fleury in the Minnesota Wild. 
Yeah, so I, I don't have sides and totals, just props for a lot of the games. There are eight games we're going to talk about. I have no bets in four of them. Um, so sometimes I'm just going to say, like, I don't have any bets. I do have a lot of bets tonight, but there are eight games. Like, I don't have a bet in every game. Uh, this is a game where I, I have no bets for tonight. Uh, this is potentially, Ken, Mark andre Fleury's final start in Montreal as an NHL goalie as, like, he wraps up his, like, Hall of Fame career. Uh, you're going to get a great effort tonight from Mark andre Fleury, I think. Uh, I bet the Wild. I'll lay the price on the money line. So give me the Minnesota Wild to win the game. And Mark andre Fleury, shut out. Plus eleven fifty at BetMGM. So give oh. me the Wild to win the game and Mark Andre Fleury shutout the Flower and his final game in Montreal. Plus eleven fifty at BetMGM. All right, Coyotes and the Islanders. Ken now from uh, Long Island. Yeah, uh, some goals and props for me in this game. Uh, I think this sets up as a game with Arizona second night of a back to back and the way the Islanders like to play where they just like to strangle teams to death, basically like allow no shots, low scoring games, Sorokin, like probably gonna have a monster performance tonight. Not even in terms of number of saves, just like in, I honestly think like an easy, like two nothing, two one kind of a win, like how Ilya Sorokin starts normally go. Uh, two Islanders to get back on track that haven't started really well this year on their top line. Uh, I think like a, a plus matchup in a team that's obviously coming off playing last night, Bo Horvat, uh, Ryan's brother, uh, plus 180 anytime goal, and then seven to one, two plus, and then Matthew Barzal, 250 anytime goal, 952 plus. So basically, like, can the Islanders' top line, like, figure this out? And then one thing about Sorokin is in games like this, he tends to not face a lot of shots. And Arizona is one of the worst, like, teams in the league in terms of getting shots on the net. They were the worst team in the league last year. So I'm actually going to play the under on Sorokin's saves. I think he will, like, only allow a couple goals, but I don't think he'll be very busy. Uh, so under on his saves and Horvat and Barzal to score tonight. Um, so this is how this is going to work. Like I do a lot of work on like sides and totals. I do have some props that I will give out also. Um, I tail Ken on his props, and, I, and I'm going to bet a lot of sides and totals. Uh, you, you, you said at the beginning, like, hey, you think this is going to be like a 2 two nothing or 2-1 game. Great. I love the under with these two goalies with Sorokin and Vamelka going for Arizona here. Uh, give me under six now, depending on what book you're looking at. There are some fives, five and a halfs juiced over, sixes juiced under. Bet MGM, you can bet under six. You have to pay a little bit to do it, but I'd rather push on six than lose on, uh, or whatever I'm trying to say. I feel like the under. I like the under in the game with the Islanders and the Coyotes. All right, up next in Western New York, this is a really interesting game. The Tampa Bay Lightning visit the winless Buffalo Sabres. Everyone, all our guests that we had on prior to the season, Buffalo, the surprise team this year, they have yet to win so far, Ken, and they host Tampa Bay. Yeah, and we think it's going to be Johansson for Tampa Bay, but like regardless if it's him or the backup, like it ain't Vasilevsky, and it's going to be pretty rough, and that's what we've seen so far this year. Uh, I think this game sets up well for some shooting props, shots on goal, and involving the Sabres uh, to record a lot of shots on goal. Last year, they were really, really good, over-expected shots in like a bunch of games. Hasn't been the case this year, but playing Tampa, a team that's allowed a lot, I think they're going to get back on track, at least in terms of getting a lot of pucks on the net. So that's Rasmus Dahlin, four plus at plus 220. And then Tage Thompson, like the the comeback is coming. Like I, if you wanted to bet him to have two plus and a hat trick tonight, I wouldn't blame you. He's been brutal to start the year in terms of expected versus actual goals. I'll at least bet that he shoots a lot more and that like this is a really good like plus matchup for him to do that. I don't know if he's going to have a lot of success, but five plus is two to one and six plus is more than four to one. So Dahlin, four plus. Tage Thompson, five plus and six plus. The Sabres third line has been their best line so far this year. I'm going to read the names pretty slowly. Jordan Greenway, Zach Benson, Doesn't he, and he works Casey for Middlestat. 
This, isn't oh, isn't yeah? that the guy that like books that books all our spots, Jordan Greenway from Odyssey? He shows us the way. It's Jordan Greenway. Yeah. yeah so, yes. Uh, so Jordan Greenway, Zach Benson, Casey Middlestat. I put like like pizza beer money or less on each of them to score the first goal tonight. This has been the most productive Sabres line playing at home. Maybe they do that. They're each about like a little less than 30 to one to score the first goal of the game, play them all together. You create like a seven to one bet. Uh, I will back in on all his props in the game because I, I like to and it's fun. Um, I see this game playing out one of two ways, the actual game on the ice. I think Tampa Bay either wins by one and it's like a crushing loss for Buffalo or the Sabres win going away and they like route Tampa and they like exercise the early season demons and they get back on track here. Uh, one pays a lot better than the other. I'll play the Sabres on the puck line. Um, you can get this right now at BetMGM, like plus 180, plus 190. Give me the Sabres to win this game by multiple goals. Sabre, Sabres on the puck line, minus one and a half. Additionally, um, I will make bets on um, on Tage and, uh, and Darlene to have good games tonight in terms of points. Both of them, three-plus points, plays 9-1, to one, plus 900. Three points or more in the game for Darlene and Tej Thompson. Uh, I have no bets on the next game, Ken. Um, do you? Uh, that's the Jets and the Kings in Winnipeg. Uh, Jets and the Kings, no. Avs, Kraken, also no for me, if you have anything there. Uh, I am going to lay the abs on the puck line tonight. Hashtag revenge spot for Colorado. Bounced by the Kraken in the playoffs in the first round. Um, and I think I've got, yeah, and I have a Colorado shot prop also. Lekkinen, four plus shots, plus 305. He's second on the team behind Nathan McKinnon. Actually, I think maybe like tied with Kale McCarr for second shots. Lekkinen, four plus shots, plus 305 for the avalanche and the avalanche on the puck line in a hashtag revenge spot against the Seattle Kraken. Uh, so let's go then, Ken, to the Edmonton Oilers here as they look for their first one of the season, losing home and home to Vancouver to start the year they're on the road at the Nashville Predators yeah there are two really good shots on goal like team-based things like how the Rangers and Maple Leafs were set up last night tonight uh Edmonton's one and then Carolina who we'll talk about in the second is the other one uh Nashville last year like allowed more than league average in shots they've done so again this year Soros is going to face a lot and he's probably going to stop all of them but he's still going to face a lot and Edmonton likes to shoot uh so we're going to play a ton of them uh Bouchard and Nugent Hopkins four plus Dreisaitl, five and six plus. McDavid, six plus. So five total shots props. Basically, if you play for the Oilers, we're going to bet like some reasonably priced overs on your shots on goal. And then we think it's going to be Jack Campbell for the Oilers. If it is, then I'm playing a bunch of Predators to score goals tonight. Uh, Cody Glass, big price. Yakov Trenin has been one of their best players so far this year. Five to one anytime goal. And then Philippe Forsberg has been one of the most unlucky players in the NHL so far in terms of how many he should have and how many he does. 175 anytime and 12 for two or more. Need Campbell to make those bets, so we got to wait. But the Oilers shots on goal props are good no matter what. I wanted to bet the Oilers in the game, but I don't want to with Campbell starting. I'll add to Ken's props. Uh, Zach Hyman for Edmonton, plus 280, five shots or more, plus 580, six shots or more. Ken, let's go to uh, Carolina and San Jose. Yeah, I don't, I don't have anything for Dallas Vegas, by the way, so this will be like my last set of bets. Um, Frederick Anderson's been a little shaky last year in terms of like goal saved above expected and pretty shaky this year, just like league average, even though they don't let a lot get to him. So I don't think the Sharks are going to have a ton of shots, but I do think they have a chance to maybe get one or two. And some of their young players who have played really well at big prices, Luke Coonan and Philip Zadina 
are both less than five to a little less than five to one to score one goal tonight and they've been two of their most productive players so far this year so maybe they sneak one by anderson and then it's just all systems go for hurricanes to have a billion shots in this game like mackenzie blackwood's probably going to stop a lot of them also the sharks allow like 900 shots brent burns five plus six plus like the shooting gallery for brent burns tonight anything plus if you had nine plus i would bet it 260 and 530 on five plus six plus michael bunting four plus brady shea four plus martin natchez five plus these are all big prices i actually think there's a chance they all hit like i actually think the hurricanes might have 45 shots today absolutely love a great job by ken with bets to steal tonight uh in Dallas, Vegas, I'm going to bet the under once it's announced that Jake Ottinger and Aiden Hill are both starting in the game. Not confirmed yet, but five and a half is the number I'm looking at to bet under in Dallas and Vegas. And those are bets of steel for Tuesday night. Jake, drop the dope-ass beat. How about BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, and their refer-a-friend program? Simply sign in, click on the refer-a-friend tab, and just a few simple steps, both you and your buddy will receive a $100 bonus. Promotional details can be found on BetMGM.com, so download the BetMGM app and start winning with the king of sportsbooks. Jake, what are your bets for Game 2 of the NLCS? Going to start with Aaron Nola, over 15.5 outs. According to he's chasing that bag in free agency, I think he continues to pitch well tonight. Trey Turner, two-plus hits. And the just for fun, he's home run play of the day. On a Tuesday, Evan Longoria has not hit one yet this postseason. Three for eight in his career versus Aaron Nola. Had a few homers in Philadelphia during the regular season. The double cross, JT Real Mudo, three for nine with a homer against Kelly. And the double, double cross, Geraldo Perdomo is going for three straight tonight. There's a 12-to-1 out there. 12 to 1 on uh, Peraldo Perdomo is a great name. I absolutely Peraldo love Perdomo. that. Peraldo Perdomo. Love him. Great yeah. job by great job by Jay with the baseball bets for tonight. Ah, uh, bets steel man. Going to be a busy night on the ice. Let's drop the puck. Are you are you your Phillies in the game or you're not betting the game? So I'm, I'm good. I'm done losing money. I'm good on too. Arizona. I need the, I want on the, the bets Phillies I've to win, already but made. I'm good on the game too. I like the Phillies. All right, we'll talk to we'll talk to everybody tomorrow on a Wednesday until then. I'm the Costos wishing you minimal sweats winning bets. The absolute very best of luck. Thanks for listening to You Better You Bet. Up next, it's BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM.